1: Whether you're in full-time, part-time, or even volunteer youth ministry, this podcast is for you.
0: All right, everybody, we're back. It's Friday. It's our last time with Ryan Hughes, RUF campus minister at Colorado State University. Um, I've enjoyed talking with you, Ryan. It's been helpful for me. I hope it has for others as well. Last question we have for you, a question that we ask often, and it really stems from the fact that we should strive to be lifelong students, and so in light of that, reading books. um, It's important for us to be reading, I mean, as Christians, um, special revelation, uh, God speaking, creating through words. We can't overemphasize the importance of words, so all of that to say, um, what are some books you're reading right now that have been encouraging or impacting to you, as well as some books um that have been life-changing and this is outside of the word of god um, we talked about lord. that
1: yesterday good yeah I mean, just, first of all thanks for having me this has been super fun good and, man um, that's good to hear and i hope the lord can use this to help <laughs> you know whatever i have to say to help somebody and help uh, us help each other together and that's fun thanks yeah i in terms of what i'm reading now or read recently um I think some of the some of the things that, that Scott Sauls put has put out there, like um, the friend and Jesus outside the lines, it, have been so so theologically and scripturally deep and beautiful, but yet so practical on some of the current things we're just dealing with in the church. And uh, I just have super appreciated his. It's kind of like we're going to deal with the scary stuff, honestly, you know, and then see what. Surely the gospel has to have something to say with those difficult relationships oh, or yeah. with the difficult about, topics, the hot topics.
0: Yeah, and, I mean, you think about befriend alone is there an area he did not? I know, <laughs> you know, it's, after, it's like he, he covered so much ground in that book, it's yeah. overwhelming. I actually yeah. had to
1: read that book just by like, I'm kind of interested in this one this week, you yeah, know, it's yeah. kind of like the Proverbs, where yeah, it's exactly, um, but super helpful in that way. I've actually been reading a lot, yes, you know, our other podcasts about kind of soul care and the burning out, you know, things, the books we mentioned last time, you know, resilient ministry. And I, I'm, I'm trying to, by the Lilly Foundation, some of those authors, like people are pouring so much money and time, you know, trying to help us pastors survive. So I'm reading a lot of those books yeah. currently. I think some of it too, I've now been in the ministry kind of for long enough that that's becoming an issue. And like, I can see, like, if I'm not, growing, taking care of, like, I will burn out, like, I can see it, I can see it happening next week, honestly, if I'm not careful, so I've been intentional uh, to read those kind of things. Um, I've also been doing just a little bit of kind of re-envisioning a ministry and my values and what I care about, and by that I mean actually doing those awful personality profile (laughs) things and work profiles, it's like, try and figure out now in my late 30s, here's the I am who I am, and I better deal with that. Mm. (laughs) So I've been asking for help in in just kind of coming to grips with who I am, how I do ministry, and how I can just be who I am and do ministry out of my my core strengths and maybe even not burn out because I'm not doing things that are outside of – I'm not trying to be somebody else in ministry or be one of my idols. And, of course, I I had to mention Like Eugene Peterson, I think above all – in terms of just a life of a pastor, he, Eugene Peterson, uh, Peterson has saved my bacon mm-hmm. in ministry. I have read you know, Contemplative Pastor and um, Under the Unpredictable Plan, I don't know, several times, and oh. his other things.
0: Which one would kind of be, if you had to say one uh, of his? I mean, that could be kind of hard, but is there one that you kind of find yourself going back to or at least some truths from it that you just continue to reflect upon?
1: Well I just reread again under the unpredictable plan. So I would say that one because I just reread it <laughs> and then I like underlined everything. but yeah. um, I mean I just I think his his thing about knowing figure not but like knowing God in the mundane and in the moment being aware of what's going on around you
0: mm-hmm. not
1: trying to be the mega church pastor the fancy you know god I, you know, I mean, that book was written a long time ago, and like there's even more of that with like live streaming of everything, right? And so going on now, and man, what a temptation, and just to try and be that guy. And Gene Peters is like, please don't be that guy. Be a pastor hmm. and walk with people, be a shepherd, be, and notice where guys at work in the moment, in the mundane, because we're all looking for this glory. We, we, we want to be glorified. We want our names to be remembered, and we don't want to deal with the hard people, we don't want the awkward situations, we don't want ministry to be exhausting, Eugene see is like, sorry. You know, that's where God's at work in them, and he has to work uh, where he's at work in you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So quit complaining to him about the heat
0: mm-hmm. and the
1: hard, you know, and so anyway, that's that's been encouraging uh, to me, but that's yeah. good. next year, I would say, the contemplative pastor, when I reread that <laughs> again next year, so...
0: Yeah, that, that's good to hear that. His name continues to come out. I know oh, really? In for, this for, conversation. Well, I mean, just over the past, I don't know, it seems like five years or so, I continue to hear his name. And he was kind of mocked initially when you know the message was, was written. And he yes, was just right. kind of a caricature, I guess. And now it's just you hear so many pastors reference his, his other words and how helpful they've they've been. So, so that's good. Any, any others that are, that are older that have kind of been life-changing to you, um, not necessarily in ministry, prior to ministry? Um, any others you want to add to that?
1: Oh man, you know the truth. I didn't read much before in the ministry. I really did. Me either. I okay. just I um, you know a few a few devotionals, and um, I I tried to read some of that Puritan stuff because that was like really cool when I was in high school, <laughs> and I picked cool up that stuff. Cool, yeah, right? well, in my church in my con- okay. I don't know Puritan and, paperbacks is that kind of well, no, like the <coughs> like the original stuff, oh, wow. and I can't say early on. Um, the reason is because one of my pastors, when I was in high school, an awesome guy, uh, Chris Lungard,
0: who, oh, uh, who
1: has written a few books, yeah, you know, the, like, the Enemy the Within, Grass, enemy Within. Oh, yeah. The Enemy so. Within was an early formative thing. you know, His is um, based on um,
0: John Owens', uh, John mortification, Owens, Owens
1: so. you know, mortification of sin. I tried to read that John Owens, but gibberish nonsense to me. Like, I couldn't <laughs> do it. But Chris Lungard's book, I have read that several times too, since. That's an excellent book. That came out in high school and he was my pastor. We read that. I remember this, like, I mean, the light came aha moments in high school and college from that book. So I really appreciate his distilling down those old, really old dead people that I just can't read because yeah. I'm not smart enough. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so he's one that comes up. And um, and of course, honestly, I have to say too that this is also sort of it sounds cliche, but but Keller's books, Tim Keller, oh my goodness. I he is just so helpful because he, particularly in my, in my culture, con, cultural context, we are post-Christian, like we're like New York maybe, or that kind of thing. Like all of my students really are in that space that he's talking about in reason for God and in the, in, um they need to hear the gospel, the way the prodigal God talks about. We need to talk about idols, the way he doesn't counterfeit gods. Like we, he just speaks to my context, like exactly where they're at. And that's been so helpful because nobody else is writing that way. I mean, except for you know, Scott Sauls now and some other people, but anyway.
0: Yeah, no, I and mean, there's a reason it sounds cliched. I mean, it, you know, <laughs> that keeps coming up. Yeah, too, I mean, well, so, no, I mean, yeah. but, but but there's a reason why people keep referencing him. I mean, the yeah. Lord's given him a, you know, an immense gift to, to communicate uh, through the written word and and preaching. He's pretty good at that too. He's I guess okay. <laughs> he's okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, well, Ron, this has been really helpful again. Thanks for taking the time out. and Being on the podcast
1: absolutely it was fun
0: thanks thanks so much for tuning in this week to the local youth worker as always we hope you've been encouraged and equipped in your call as youth workers if you take time to rate this podcast on itunes that would greatly help us as always we want to thank joe deegan for providing the music and encourage you to go out and purchase his newest cd cover and title page which you can find at itunes see you guys next week have a great weekend Oh, come and feast with us.